Hello, listeners, and welcome to the How to Hobby podcast in 2023. We want to thank you right off the bat for tuning in to another year with us. Tonight, we're going to be getting into one of our topics that means a lot, and I think it's a great way to start the year off. We're going to be talking about the art of mindfulness and what that is. So if you haven't, please leave us a five-star review or a like wherever you're digesting this podcast content, and we hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined by my legendary co-host, Sean Bennett. We are the How To Hobby Boys, ready to bring you some joys coming into the new year, 2023. This is episode 46 of the podcast, and we are excited to bring you some rip-roaring content to start off the year. This episode is going to be all about how we combat anxiety and stress in our daily routines. We're calling it the art of mindfulness. So we're going to bring it to you live here. Well, actually not live. We're going to bring it to you. And we hope you enjoy. Sean Bennett, welcome to the show tonight. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. This has been a good start to the year so far. Uh, I decided to do a thing. Uh, something do I've wanted, I've wanted to thing. do for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, I decided to do a thing. So last Saturday, uh, I actually started the first of 10 weeks of classes, two times a week. It's a total of six hours a week for 10 weeks. I am becoming a city of San Diego docent and I am becoming a mission trails, regional park trail guide. I'm actually going through their official training program and I'll come out with a docent certification for the city of San Diego. And then I will be able to lead, uh, I'll be able to be a trail guide and lead public walks from the mission trails, regional park visitor center. You can do it up three times a week, Wednesday, Saturday, Sundays, and I'll be the face, one of the faces of mission trails to the public of San Diego. No, you're going to be the face, the, the, the face, the big towering bearded face. Yes, I'm I'm so stoked. I cannot tell you how many times I've told friends, family, everybody, man, I really want to become a docent. I really want to do it. I want to learn more about my area. And I finally did it. I found out that there were a couple of spots left open in the docent program of Mr. Trails. And I sent the lady an email, Ranger Chris, and I said, hey, I'd love to go to a spot. Uh, if there aren't any more spots, I'll take one for next year because they only hold the training once a year. It starts oh, in January wow. and then it goes to March and then that's it. And uh, she goes, nope, there's actually three spots left. There's six people interested. If you would like to get your spot, here's your link to pay your little fee. And I was like, all right, I'm going to immediately do that. Laying right in bed, went ahead and paid my money and got my spot. So yeah, uh, we're starting with botany. I've already started some birding basics. We go into geology, uh, reptiles, arthropods, which are spiders. We learn all about the natural life in Mission Trails so that when we take Girl Scout troops, the general public, on any of the guided hikes, we can give them uh, as much information about the area as possible because what you... Oh, I wish I had the book with me. There's a fantastic quote. In essence is we only take care of the things we care about. We only care about the things that we know about. And we only know about the things that we've been taught. And so I want to be the person teaching the public in San Diego about their land so that people care about it. Oh, Sean, I love this. This is amazing. I want to be the first one to join you on your trail guided tours all over San Diego. So what? it's just the regional park? Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'm, I'm just starting with the Mission Trails Regional Park, which is over 8,000 square acre or 8,000 acres. So it's a it's a very large park, and they lead hikes from the visitor center uh, in Allied Gardens or from Kumeyaay Lake Campground. Uh, they do birding walks, uh, stargazing nights, uh, trail walks. They do everything. So I'm starting with me coming just a trail guide through their docent program, and then once you get that level essentially with the city then you can move on to becoming a bird class uh expert or botany expert things like that so you can move into the other directions wow that yeah. is amazing i'm so happy for you man that's much better than what i've been doing i mean i've been <laughs> i haven't really i haven't really done anything uh i did go to new york city but this last weekend 
you already know what happened, listeners, and Sean. Sean, we took a little little spill on the old mountain bike. I've oh, got did a, we? Uh, oh, good lord! I forgot. I forgot the old important thing. Uh, there's two things you got to remember about Arizona. One, it's extreme. Two, <laughs> everything wants to just cut you up, man. Mm-hmm. And it is no joke. So I I made the cardinal sin starting off the year here. Uh, my, Allie, as I as I said, closing out last year, she's my wife is doing a half marathon here. Mm-hmm. So she's been training and she's been killing it. Eleven, she did eleven miles this last weekend, and we're kind of doing like a little trade off where it's like she'll go and do her thing, and then I'll go and do my thing. Okay. And in the midst of trying to get everything ready to go mountain biking, it's you got to have all your gear, you got to have all your stuff. You're going out mm-hmm. there into the wilderness. And I forgot the the gloves. Oh. So I was like, well, I'm still going to go. It just so happened I decided to put put the bike down at a very high-speed area. And uh, the hands... Not they good. Do, they don't do so hot. So yeah, I showed <laughs> I showed Sean uh, what my hand looks like. It's it's pretty pretty gnarly. Uh, the, the, the backside of my hand is like all scabbed up and and gross um the palm of my hand i should say from the rocks and so that that was how i started my year sean i mean again in my mind it it was still worth the experience no broken bones just that that's a win that's a win if it's something that you can walk away from nothing's broken it doesn't cost an arm and a leg at the hospital that that's that's an experience you can talk about for a while (laughs) (laughs) i didn't just i didn't just walk away I kept riding. We we did Ooh. a whole other trail system. I said, you that, know what? That's commitment right that, there. It, through, it, working we, through the pain. We don't do it any way other than all the way here, Sean. We we you know. And apparently these people that came up the trail, they were like, Oh my goodness. That wow. I wish I had my camera. That was amazing. <laughs> she kept saying that was amazing. I'm like, I lady, I just fell. Like that that's not great. It's pretty it's pretty normal in the mountain bike world. I mean <laughs> people I, fall I, all the time, but I, I guess. I mean, I don't like falling. Also, yeah. it was my first time falling of the year and I've never fallen on this this particular spot. Mm. But I I wrote everything else very well. So so just just know listeners it it was okay. We we, we all it. have we all have bumps and bruises, but alluding to a little bit of our show, it sounds like you finishing the ride you set a goal for your ride and you weren't going to let anything get in your way you you screwed up hand or not you were like no i'm finishing this ride i'm going to enjoy this so that's impressive that's right and i and you know what throw the handkerchief in the bag listeners i'm not so sean this is another like dumb one you you don't really think about it but the amount of times i've been in the mountains and i have scraped myself or something has happened where like you just start bleeding. Mm-hmm. It's important to have, I, I, I have found there's nothing better than having a handkerchief. And it's mm-hmm. the, it's the weirdest thing because again, it's like that archaic handkerchief. Isn't that what my grandpa used to carry around mm-hmm. and blow his nose in? Yeah, that's exactly what it is listeners. And it's so worthwhile to have it. I'm becoming that guy. Like I have one in my bag at work. I'm I'm a buff truther. You you know the buff the, the mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I'm I'm a buff truther and now I'm turning into a handkerchief truther. I mean it's like <laughs> it, it you you can blow the nose if you if right it gets cold out there in the wilderness. You know, if you get a little bit of the drips mm-hmm. right there, if you hey if you open up your hand, I even I had my bag on, my buddy's like, "Oh man, that's pretty bad." What are you gonna do? And I was like, ah, I don't, hey, you know what? I got a handkerchief, and I pulled it out. Plus, it's like it's a white handkerchief, so then you get all the red on it. It's like, oh, yeah. it looks so much, it looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that that was uh, anyway that part of part of the process. But I'm telling you, man, these little mini hacks that you don't think. Oh, another one, listeners, I want to share because I'm just excited about it, Sean. NYC took it on. I, I, I spent five days in New York City, uh, first weekend in January. I went to go see my brothers, and 
I got gifted a Be Free, my product of 2022. I've talked, I've hyped it up all last year. I got gifted a one liter version Ooh. of the bottle. And dude, I'm telling you, I knew it was going to be a win. But I took that, I threw that right in my bag and said, you know what? I'm going to bring that to New York City with me. Because water is hard to come by in New York. It's not easy. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, you can. Well, the thing is, nothing's free. So you can't just sit in a place and be like, hey, I want some water and just not get anything. Mm -hmm. So that's first and foremost. But the fact just having, like, you're always on the go. And the only time you ever really sit down is like when you are going to eat. You're not just like, oh, let me stop and recharge. So it's very good to have something on the go in that city. And I'm telling you, man, the be free, again, same principle. I'd fill it up in the morning at the at the apartment. And then I would just, a, a whole liter, I just had it in my bag. And as I'm drinking, it's getting lighter. It's getting less, you know, again, it just becomes compact. Mm-hmm. Hacks, man. Hacks for days on the NYC living. I love that city. Have you been there? I, no, I haven't. We, we had a <sighs> thing in, in middle school where you could either go to New York, you go to Florida. And I opted to go to Florida to go swim the turtles and the alligators. I wasn't really interested in the history of New York City at that age. I wish I'd gone, but I also had a lot of fun in Florida. But I've never made it out to... Actually, other than Florida, I've never even been to the East Coast, especially the Northeast. I've never been out there. Oh my Florida, gosh! Florida is the only one I've been down you've south. Been, you've been to like every place I know in the U.S. I know I've done all of the West. The yeah, I've done all of the Western, the Midwest, everything. Nope, I haven't haven't strayed to the East. Now, I am going to be going to North Carolina later this year because my grandpa's getting married. And so the family's going out there. So that's going to be my first intro into the East. But yeah, I've got to think about out to New York. Uh, yeah, you, I'm going to, I'm going to put a petition in that you have to make that your <laughs> next trip with either yourself or a friends or Kate. I shoot, I'll go with you. I mean, I dude, it is, <laughs> it is that good, man. Okay. I'll have to do it. I mean, just, just. The sheer MTA system, you've got to be able to take it in. I mean, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable the amount of – when you live there, everybody complains about it. But to, to, I, So, for instance, Joe, one, this is one of my days. One of my mornings, the efficiency that you can have in that city is unbelievable. Normally, you know how on your travel day where you're going to leave, you don't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. You, like, just wake up. You kind of, like, laze around. You don't – don't really want to get out because you don't want to take a chance that something could happen, right? Yep. In New York City, not even close. I bro, I wake up first thing. My flight, I have to leave for the airport at noon because it takes a while to get there. You can go all by this is the other cool part. You can take trains all the way to the airport. Hmm. So public transportation all the way. It does take you like an hour and twenty minutes to get there, but you're not you're not paying for an Uber. That's not bad. So um, I get up. I'm like, all right, I got to do something. I ended up going with my brother to his work in the morning, dropped him off. And then I was like, all right, I I addressed in my running gear because I'm a big fan of cold weather running. Mm -hmm. That's like my, and it wasn't even that cold, honestly. It was like 40. But down there on on the water, which is where you can kind of run, or where I wanted to run, it gets cold because the, the breeze is coming up off the water. Yep. And so I, I drop them off. I'm in my shorts and I've got my little, oh, my outdoor research sun hoodie, which is another one of my top products of 2022. See it down in the description below. You're going to love it, listeners. I don't even think I've talked about that one, but it's literally my second best <laughs> product of the year. OR sun hoodie. So I, I'm, I'm running down along the, the east. They call it, it's the Hudson, actually. Yeah. And it's the, it's the western side of the island. And I just ran up this. Dude, it just was great. Had the AirPods in, running, got a, got a good playlist going. And it just felt great because it's just something about the cold weather. It gets you, mm-hmm. you, like, you got that zip, right? 
yep. you got that like quickness in your step because you're like it's just cold enough where i'm like ah i don't want to stop but it's <laughs> just you feel so good mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it's not so cold that you're i'm worried i might get frostbite but it's not it's <laughs> at, that, at that perfect time i find between high 20s like 28 29 and 45 is such a good zone to be outside and active because it's not snowing or, or ice but you've got like you're, you're saying it just it makes you feel active you don't want to stop because then you're going to get cold but you don't get hot either you feel like you yeah. could keep going for forever because you don't get overheated and it feels easier to breathe and yeah and then there's just the morale boost of like there is something to it in the sense of like you're passing all these people bundled up mm-hmm. and and they're walking their dogs like, oh, and you're like, I'm, I'm coming. And you're just, you know, you're just, you're like empowered by the fact that it's like, I'm doing something different. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is. Maybe that's part of our later art of mindfulness study that we do when we put out our book uh, in 2024, <laughs> Art of Mind- Art of Mindfulness by Sean Bennett and John Power. But so anyway, after I got done with the run, I ran three miles. Great run. I then ran into this little Trader Joe's that was to, to kind of help. I, I got a couple things for the, the plane flight for myself, some snacks. And my brothers, I just wanted to get them some. My brother really liked this coffee. So I was like, got to get that coffee for him. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the Northeast, Booney, B-U-N-N-I, Booney. Can't get it out of here, Sean. That's- Darn. Yeah, I know. It is a bummer. So, and I jumped right on the subway back in like a snap. I mean, dude, it's just, if I live there, the power, right? It's like, it's just bang, 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 bang. You can just, the efficiency. I mean, it's not like you have to get in the car. You just run, run right mm-hmm. under the tunnel and you're, you're zooming. Dude, it is. Is it cost effective? Like how much does it cost to ride the, the Okay, train? so, so yeah, it's 275 per, per ride. Okay, so Which, way cheaper than an Uber. Oh, yeah. And and the thing is, it's you feel like you're a part of something. I think that's the big key with New mm-hmm. York is you feel like you're a part of a, a like a huge network of, well, honestly, energy. Like there's so much energy concentrated in that one area that you can't help but pick it up. Mm-hmm. And that's always what I've said. But – uh, I get the seven day pass. It's thirty three dollars for for a week. Okay, and you again t- less than a tank of gas on any car. I mean, if you're actually driving, if you're driving yeah. around for a week, you're gonna p- pay more than that. Um, and and it's unlimited, right? So you can you can go as many times as you want. So that's kind of my key. But uh, yeah, overall, that was that was the start of the year, Sean. Sounds like a strong, strong, sounds like you both had strong starts to the year, which I think is going to really play into what we want to talk about tonight and really harnessing the good feelings we seem to both be having in the first couple of weeks of the year and continuing to keep those strong and intentional as we keep moving forward. Cause we still have a lot of year ahead of us. We got a lot of time. <laughs> we got a lot of time left. Uh, so we got a lot of work left to do. Uh, I, it's, it's good work. It's good work. Well, if you want to, I'll, I'll bring us through our social media. Then you can dive right into our, our little uh, mantra we have prepared here. Definition straight from Webster's. Um, but yeah, listeners, before we dive into the main event tonight, we're going to be talking about mindfulness, how we, how we accomplish it. Uh, we have our favorite topic, which is social media. So big things going on out there in the world of social media. In our world, we're how-to hobby podcast you can find us at our website it's gonna be the best place to get in touch with us direct connect is what i call it how to hobby podcast.com and and we've got everything up there we've got big plans for this year i mean i am so excited to continue growing the platform oh it's it's just wow i i i'm i'm over the over the moon about it we also have a gmail account so if you want to send us a direct connect even better even quicker than the website talking about it this is the subway line directly into our inbox how to hobby podcast at gmail.com send us a line we'll be sure to to get back to you or and or maybe 
feature the the content on the show. You never know. Again, we do have an Instagram and Twitter. We're working on those platforms. It's it's difficult managing all of these things, really. But you can find us at How to Hobby Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Very simple. Any feedback or questions, concerns, feel free to send them directly to us. Again, I keep saying it all night. It's a direct connect. So keep the comms open, players. All right, Sean, I think we're good. <laughs> I, think, I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Okay. I think we're good. So uh, our main topic for tonight is we are talking about mindfulness. The We're going to specifically be looking at a couple of our key tips and tricks for how to be more mindful. And before we get started in that, you have to say, what is mindfulness? Because for any of you podcast listeners out there, if you're like me, you have seen the word mindful pop up on everybody's social media, everybody's podcast. It's a big topic for the last year. You disagree, John? Oh, I agree. Okay, just, good, good, I, good. It's just all, yeah, it's all over the place. It's everywhere. It's, it's, it's everywhere. And I, But what I notice is a lot of people don't take the time to explain what it is. They just tell you, oh, this is how you be more mindful. But no one actually says no, what is mindfulness? And so we wanted to add this to the beginning before we got into our you know, tips of how to be mindful is the what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of what we are, where we are and what we're doing and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. I'm pulling that from mindful.org. Uh, so <laughs> mindful. basically, basically mindfulness is being aware of where you are, how you feel, what's going on, and not getting distracted. And it's really easy nowadays to get distracted with social media, movies, TV, Hulu, Prime Video, Disney+. Plus. It's too easy nowadays to get distracted and pulled out of the present. And the art of mindfulness is bringing yourself into the present, ignoring distraction, and just paying attention to what's happening around you, how you feel physically, emotionally, mentally, just what's going on, being present in what is actually happening in life. And there's so many ways you can do this. We're going to talk through a couple of the ones that we've experienced through the last couple of years that have really helped us be more mindful and be more present. But if there's anything we miss, or if you have any suggestions, please feel free to send them to us, send them to our Gmail, send them to our social medias. We, I love, this is a huge thing that I've researched a lot in the last couple of years, trying to just become a happier person. And so I love if anyone has any other additional tips, please send them in. So the first yeah. place we're going to start is where I, in my opinion, is the single easiest place to start when you're trying to become more mindful. And that is what we're calling rest. <laughs> and the, the reason I think is the easiest is because it's the act of intentionally doing nothing. But intentionally doing nothing, not just vegging out on the couch, but intentionally relaxing and letting your body rest. And the easiest way to do this is to focus on how you get good sleep. Sleep is more important than, in my opinion, almost anybody actually thinks it is. It is the start to any successful day, any successful week, month, year, lifetime. You have to make sure you get good sleep. Do you agree, well, John? And, and I don't, I'm not even going to say, I don't think it's in your opinion. I think it's at this point, <laughs> it's scientifically backed Yeah, that there is no better way. If you go to any, uh, nutritionist or, uh, life coach that's, that's worth their grain of salt. The first thing they're going to ask you is, are you getting good sleep? Mm -hmm. How's your sleep? Do you take something to get you to sleep? Do you not? <laughs> or, you know, and, and if it's a yes on that one, they're going to say, well, let's see if there's a way that we can dial it back so that you can get better sleep by not having it induced. Again, yeah. we're, we're talking about something here that's huge for transforming your entire, like if you don't get this one, and this is what they'll also say. I actually just heard somebody talk about this exact thing. If you're not getting good sleep, we're not even moving on to the other things. Mm -hmm. We need to figure that out first and understand that. Because again, I think to your credit, Sean, great introduction on the topic. There's so many things pulling for our attention today. I mean, it is a constant 
And not to mention the negative effects that are coming from that said thing that we don't even realize. Mm -hmm. The blue light phenomenon in the later on parts of the night when you're trying to get to sleep are detrimental to your REM sleep and just the overall quality of sleep that you're getting. So disconnecting from that phone, in my mind, is like one of the first, and, and the computer, the iPad, doesn't matter. You've got to cut that out to be able to get a better sleep and start to understand what your rhythm is, what your routine is regarding the act of, of rest and sleep. Yep. And I, I agree with you on the, uh, I like how you added in at the beginning. Don't just that. Like this is an intentional act because one of my biggest pet peeves is when people just say, Oh, I'm just hanging out. But that's like <laughs> keyword for just vegging. Like I'm not mm-hmm. thinking about anything. I'm not really doing anything with a purpose. I just need a day to do, I, I do, do me, do hang, do hang out. Again, maybe I'm being severe on the, and I probably am a pretty, pretty severe person, Sean. You, I'm sure you'll, you'll attest to that, but, but being intentional about yeah. the act. No, I, I am just as opinionated on that fact as you are. I think uh, there is something that's so detrimental because we're so triggered by everything triggers not the right. We're so stimulated by so ah, much around us that when we get is. to a point where we're finally like, I can't take this anymore. We go into this. I just want to sit here and do nothing, but like, not because I'm trying to intentionally feel better. It's just, I'm so burnt that I can't continue going. And that's, that's not a successful way to rest. So there are so many ways in which you can improve your sleep. And I won't go into all of them here please take like 20 minutes and just Google how to get better sleep. It's insane how many resources out there are you. I started for me with reading a couple of books, uh, own your day on your life. He talks about sleep. We've talked about a few other super life with Darren Aline. He talks about it. What I needed was something to help me put things into metric. I needed metrics. I'm an engineer, right? Like I needed numbers. I needed a software. I needed something. So for me, I went and got myself the aura ring. O-U-R-A, aura ring. Uh, If you get a doctor's note like I did because I have high blood pressure, you can actually uh, use HSA funds towards it because it's about $300 for the ring. It's not cheap. Um, but you can use HSA funds with a doctor's note. There, there are ways to get around the cost. But it is so was and is so helpful to me that I recommend them to anybody I possibly can. That it gives me sleep score, uh, resting heart rate, my heart rate variability while I sleep. I can look at my uh, average body temperature. I'm, I'm wearing it right now. Uh, you can look at your restorative score. So essentially, you know, based on your activity levels, how much sleep you got, your resting heart rate, you can look at, okay, uh, you should relax today or you should exercise today. It'll help you kind of plan that stuff out. And it's easy to turn it into a metric and say, oh, damn, I got a 67 for my sleep score last night. And I got a 92 the night before that. What did I do differently? Oh, I got hammered last night and my resting heart rate lowered really, really low almost right before I woke up, it didn't actually rest early in the night. Sign that your body's in this um, fight or flight mode. You've got cortisol in your system. You're having a hard time sleeping. So I recommend researching how to get better sleep and looking into things like Aura or Whoop bands, W-H-O-O-P. They're also fantastic sleep and exercise tracker. Um, But the, the basics are you need more sleep than you're getting. I guarantee it, eight to nine hours a night if you can swing it get to bed early. I'm usually asleep by 9.30, to be entirely Except honest. Except on podcast night. because Except on podcast night. <laughs> <laughs> but, but usually 9.30, 9 to 9.30, I'm in bed. Uh, my Here's my ideal night. 8.30, my phone goes on do not disturb, and I set it down. There you go. Uh, about, and then I do you know brush the teeth, get ready for bed. I can't even call Sean. I, I don't even, nope. I won't get him. He nope. is, I, he's I out. Turn, I turn it off. Uh, and then by about eight forty-five, I'm in bed with a book, and I have I have LEDs, specifically LEDs in my room that I can control with my phone. So I make them uh, like an amber. Sometimes I go, you know, like an aggressive red, but I like an amber color to again reduce the blue light that's coming from the the white light. Uh, and I'll sit there and I will just read 
till about 9 15 9 30 and then i will uh put the book down i'll actually something i've been doing lately is turning on brown noise at night so it's similar to white noise but it's in the lower frequencies because i have fairly bad tinnitus and so i need sound going in the background but i get my room as cold as i can and then i close the window i close the blackout curtains so i have a dark cold room Mm. quiet i have brown noise going and i get the best sleep i've had in my entire life the last four weeks specifically have been really pushing hard to focus on my sleep and i'm feeling better i'm more alert i'm more motivated it's phenomenal how intentionally resting and getting good sleep can set you up for success wow i oh my gosh i love that and thanks for walking us through your successful routine sean you're doing much better than me in in a lot of those factors so i applaud you on diving in and really trying to understand how to get a better overall sleep. And I think even just applying a few of those things could really turn it around for you listeners. So definitely listen to what Sean's saying, you know, go back, review, write, and take notes on, on some of the things that you're getting inspired by. Cause that's the idea here. Again, we always want to provide value, uh, with everything we're doing here on the podcast. So that's 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 our our main strand. We have a main strand that runs through every single show. We want to provide value. My big one, Sean, over the last year has been monitoring my food and alcohol intake and, and being very meticulous on it. I, I feel like this is an algorithmic exchange. Mm-hmm. If you want good sleep, it's not you don't get it by chance. And no. it's also you, the other thing that's sad, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree because they say, oh, I get great sleep. But drinking a lot before bed is not getting you good sleep. Your body is literally dead. That's yeah. what's that's what's happened. You're not getting REM sleep. You may be sleeping, but it's not in a restful state. Mm-hmm. And that, again, that is not from me. That is from neuroscientists. Uh, if you don't, if you want to hear more on how alcohol impacts your body, we'll link, I'll link some episodes from, uh, my man, Andrew Huberman of the Huberman lab podcast. He's a neuroscientist out of Stanford school of medicine. And he talks all about even a small, uh, sadly, this is the thing that really got me thinking about this. Even a glass of wine five hours before bed is going to impact your REM sleep for that night. Mm-hmm. And yep. that for me was like, oh. I've seen it. I've seen one beer, one glass of wine, uh, shots of tequila have done the same thing. But I'm telling you, like I- No, if tequila? You compare, no. If tequila. If you compare one night to the next, one that had a beer or a glass of wine to the one before it, it's crazy. And the key, I like what you said, you may be sleeping. It doesn't mean you're getting good sleep. I think there's a common misconception in there that if I'm just asleep, I'm getting good sleep. But the reality is that you may be much more restless than you think you are moving around, rolling Mm -hmm. around. You're not getting enough of a ratio of REM to light to deep sleep. There's a special cycle in there. Special sauce. Special sauce in there. Um, I'm telling you, I mean, it is... It is so, it has been so helpful for me, even just keeping myself motivated to get the job. It has been insane how getting good sleep the night before mm-hmm. I wake up so ready. Like I'm excited tonight. I happen to have a job interview. So we'll see how this goes tomorrow. Let's morning. go. But I'm going to be going to bed early tonight. I'm going to be intentionally getting good sleep and I'm going to be enjoying my night so that I can wake up and feel good tomorrow. And that is so wonderful to hear that you have a job interview. I think. This is, I, I'm glad the data is backing it up because I will say my, once I heard that, this has been the interesting thing. And this is the difference between sort of having a misconception, I think, and being mindfulness intention or employing the art of mindfulness. Ever since mm-hmm. I heard that fact, I was like, oh, it's like a light bulb went on. I then gained some understanding. Mm-hmm. And now that I've been now that I have that knowledge, I can't help but notice, oh, like I know intentionally, like if I'm an, again, I still have on the weekend, I'll have a drink, a beer or two beers, um, depending on 
it really just the weekend is, is kind of my new way of interacting. Cause I don't have things that I need to be up and ready for in, mm-hmm. in, in terms of work. So it's not like disconnect. Like if you enjoy having a beer, by all means, have a beer. If you enjoy having a glass of wine, have a glass of wine where that's not what we're saying here. And mm-hmm. I think it's just the understanding that now I know that it's impacting me. And when I do have a beer, I can't help but notice even without the data, I don't have an aura ring or anything. I notice I'm like, Oh, not sleeping that as well tonight. Like I'll wake mm-hmm. up, I'll be up and I'll, and then I'll go, Oh yeah. I know why I'm like up right now. And I'm restless because I had that beer earlier. Mm-hmm. And that is like the curse of, it's like this mindfulness switch you turn on and then you're like, oh man, but it, it it's empowering me to make good, better decisions overall. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to, oh, day drinking for life, listeners, let's go <laughs> have, if you're going to ha- like a lot, I've been employing this. I'm, I'm not joking. This is like an algorithmic thing. You, if you it, get it out of the system earlier rather than later. Like I don't, I was talking to my buddy who's a personal trainer about this and we were both like, yeah, don't drink at night anymore for this Mm -hmm. exact reason. When you drink right before bed, oh, it's the worst. Again, you may be dead. (laughs) You may be blacked out, but you are not getting as good as sleep. So if you can push that window of when you're having drinking as early as you can, no, not too early. Don't go to like breakfast and be... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I, to, to each his own. But that's been my my ideal takeaway. And then same with food. A- avoiding pro- overly processed food as you're in your last meal of the day is is huge. Like that stuff. Just like you said, you mentioned the cortisol. There is de- when you input a lot of sugar and a lot of stimulants in your body, all that stuff is going to have an impact on the way that you sleep and, the, and your rest. So, is it as intense as alcohol? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know I don't feel that great. And mm-hmm. you, when you don't feel that great, you don't sleep as well. That's my only data that I have. It's more a feeling than, than actual physical data, raw data. Yep. Yeah. And I have the data and it backs up what you're feeling. So okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that, that you're, you're feeling that because it, it, Gives to say a lot. Yeah, eating right before bed, eating high sugar, or drinking alcohol really affects your sleep. So that that rounds out our rest portion of mindfulness. You it is intentionally letting your body rest. Now, not doing it for too long and getting stuck in that habit. And we'll get into that as the categories move on. But the intention here is take some time, put the phone down, turn the TV off, close your laptop. Sit in bed. You don't even have to read. You could do an audio book. You could do anything that you could. You could. I know John will talk a little bit more in the, you know, in a couple of his sections, maybe something you do before bed rhymes with right. <laughs> but uh, there's so many things you can do to get away from that blue light and to get better sleep. And then even if you're not talking about sleeping, if we're talking about just taking a break from work or life or whatever, and just sitting on the couch and just relaxing, the intention is when you do it, focus on how you're feeling, focus on maybe why you're so stressed, what's going on, how can you tackle this better, rather than just getting in the mindset of I'm just going to pick up my phone and swipe through, you know, doom scroll through Instagram until I have to go back to work. So be be intentional with your rest time. Wonderful. So we're going to dive into the next two pillars that we're going to be breaking down here tonight. And they're going to kind of go hand in hand. And it really is this idea of connect and engage and how we do that better. There's sort of synchronous in the way that they impact our routines and how we go about our lives, but we'll start with connect. And, and again, we're not, we're, we're leaving out. There's so many ways and, and different things you can put into each one of these bullets. These are some of our, like our, our top hits, but we love talking about this. So if you want to hear more or talk with us more directly, again, use the Gmail account. We'd love to hear more from you. So first, we're going to start with this idea of connecting and what that means for us. Coming out of COVID in 2020, this is something we're all starving for. And and I see it, I think, understanding that 
whether you're an introvert, extrovert, we need each other. Like there is this, this push pull within our, the ways that we interact and we need to understand how to do that better coming into 2023. I mean, that's like, I, we need to always understand how to do it better, but especially after that trauma that we went through, that anxiety inducing stress inducing trauma that a lot of people are now in the midst of like, how do I come out? How do I reapply myself to life? Connecting is a big part of that. And we've talked about the various ways that you can connect. Um, tonight we're going to go over to, we're going to start by going over two, and, and that's going to be the connections you make in your alone time and the connections you make in fellowship. And, and by fellowship, I mean spending time with others. So intentionally setting out to connect with people in the world, whether it be random strangers, that is some of the most uh, just a joy-fulfilled um, encounters you can have. When, when you meet somebody in real time, and it's a it's a complete you don't know them all your neurons are going to be firing it's such an enlightening experience just being able to sit there and connect with somebody in real time but again with friends like don't forget about your friends Sean's talked about last year a number of times where he set out time to go and see his grandparents and now he's actually connecting with them uh, on a regular basis which is huge i mean i i've been inspired by that Sean so Picking up the phone, whether it be on the phone, you know, I think there's various ways in which we do this too. It's we can use technology for what it's worth. And we can also go out and send the invite and say, hey, I'd like to meet you here for coffee. Or I'd like to do this activity with you. Hey, I'd like to. And 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 it really, man, the positives here with, with regards to, doing this act of mind mindfully connecting with one another and in the various places that we can go on this earth is just so huge. Uh, there's energy everywhere. So yep, yeah, I absolutely agree. And the key in there from all fantastic points, but I, th I think another key in the mindfulness aspect of is when you're spending time with people, Pay attention to how you feel interacting with them and maybe it'll be a sign that they're good people or they're not good people. So if, if you are hanging with friends because they're just who your friends are, friends from high school, your local area, whatever it is, and you start realizing that you're only hanging out with them because you feel like you're supposed to or it's just what you normally do, but they're not contributing to you. They're not the kind of people you're looking to be around. Taking this, taking stock of, of how you're feeling around the people can really help because you can find other people that really can benefit you. They can lift you up. They can, you know, be people that will support you. I mean, I went and grabbed drinks with a friend last Friday. I haven't talked to him since college and we were just connected on LinkedIn. We went out. It was such an incredibly fun night hanging out with him you know, and just learning about his life. And he's a sailboat racer and just all of the really cool stuff that he does. And I was sitting there going, this is, this is the kind of people I want to be around, you know, John or our mutual friends, Vicente, like there are people who, when I hang around, I feel better. I feel supported and I feel, you know, understood. So focus on that. If you are going to be spending time with people, spend it with the people who are going to be helping you. And then if you are spending the time alone, which I personally love doing, I'm I'm an alone kind of person. Um, my family doesn't understand it because they're all very dependent type people. But me, I love being by myself in nature or just in general. I love being alone. And uh, that's also a very important time for you to employ some of the mindfulness acts because uh, connecting to yourself is so important. There was a saying, and I cannot remember who it was by. I need to figure this out. And the saying was, wherever you go, there you are. And the intention is to say that if you don't like yourself, you're never going to really be able to succeed in life because no matter where you go, you will always be there. If you don't like being with you, 
then you kind of have a problem. So taking the time, being mindful about being alone with yourself is super important. Looks like it was a precursor and it appeared in a work by Thomas A. Kempis, composed in the 1400s. Look at that. There you go. I love that, Sean. And I think, yeah, I mean, I had some of those great experiences with, I think this cuts a lot of the fat. Mm -hmm. When you really talk about having great fellowship with friends in a very simple manner, whether it's over a meal or maybe you just open up your home or your room or, you know, where you are. Again, I think that's a big part of it. Where you are. Opening up and being willing to share with one another and 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 cut all the, oh, how much do you make? Oh, I make this much. Oh, you know, what do you have? I have this much. Like, let's cut all that and just be more ready and willing to come along one another and encourage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting out. And again, for me, a huge one, and Sean already talked about it a little bit, but getting into nature, being able to reconnect with the beauty that this earth has to offer. I mean, one of the, some of the big things that have been coming out of James Webb, the, the space telescope, the images. I mean, again, if that doesn't show you just some of the beauty that's just waiting to be found on this earth and in this world, I, mm -hmm. I don't know what, what is. And it really gets me excited for the coming year, the things that you can see that you haven't seen before, the things that you are going to see that maybe you have seen before. I mean, these are, they're all connected at no pun intended. And and in, now moving into the engagement, you know, how are we going to engage with these things in more meaningful ways? Um, and again, these are sort of synchronous. So I talked about the contentment idea, eliminating a lot of the, the fat that this world tells you, you need to have this, you need to be this. But when you turn that and you just realize, oh, well, I'll tell you this. I just heard a quote from somebody. It was actually in church. They were talking about uh, a very successful person that had a, a, a lot, had had climbed the ranks of engineering and was a very successful engineer and was making buco bucks, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a ton of bonus slash salary dollars to his name. And you know what he said? It, it dawned on him one day. He said, I have all this. And you know what? I want more. Mm -hmm. And that is... Just that knowledge in itself, again, it's like the mindfulness, bing, the little light bulb goes on. Money is not going to solve the connection, the rest, the activity uh, problems in your life. Mm -hmm. Like you will be depressed and you will be anxious and sad if you don't, if all you're concerned about is climbing the ladder, putting in the long hours and making money money is the pitfall and that's like that's a very again that maybe to some people that's like a very severe statement but i just from even my own personal perspective making decent money i will never have enough yep i will never have everything to it, it, there's always another thing tomorrow there will be another product the day after that there will be another product and as engineers or somebody in the STEM field, you're consistently pinged with, oh, you got this, you got this, you got a better this, you got a better that, and it's all more expensive. Yep. You'll never have it all. So just uh, the, unlocking and understanding that knowledge, maybe you're hearing that thought for the first time, but contentment, practicing the daily checklist of, I have a home, I have food, I am healthy. I can walk around or relatively healthy. You know, whatever way you need to spin it is so huge. And it just, I'm so happy to be drinking coffee right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All those daily, the daily gratitudes, that is such an important practice to do because even when you feel like I have nothing to be grateful for, you're having just a really hard time. Things are in the toilet. Like you're just not, there's just something going wrong. 
I I challenge you to try and find something that you can be great grat- gratuitous for. I mean, mm-hmm. something even as simple as I have both of my feet. Yeah, right? I love have, that. One. I have <laughs> I have the ability to sit up in bed. I have the ability to look myself in a in a mirror. Like th- there are so few things that we don't realize, and this is the point of being having gratitude for those small things helps pull you into this mindfulness act because you start to realize everything that you do have and start to kind of forget everything that you don't have. And it's super important to, to do this. I've even done it before where I've picked like five things I'm really grateful for. I've typed them out, I've printed it and I've taped it to my wall or I've taped it to the ceiling right above my bed. And every time I wake up, I open my eyes and I see these five things that I'm grateful for. And it is so fantastic to do that practice. I even went in Photoshop and built a background template for my computer at one point with a list of things I was you know, grateful for. Uh, it is very helpful to remind yourself of all those little things. Um, yeah. So please take some time. If you can't do it daily, do it once a week, twice a week, something. I try and do it as often as I can. You know, just build it into your routine. Every time you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do, what are three things I'm grateful for today? Or right as you went to bed, what are three things I'm grateful for that happened to me today? And it it will help you realize how much good you actually have in the world. That's so true. And I think one of the big things for me, Sean, this year or last year kind of coming through has been using my mind, the art of mindfulness and, and just being grateful that I have a mind that I can Mm -hmm. think as I'm continuing to stretch the muscle of my mind, my creative mind, along with my technical mind and how those neurons are interacting. I mean, there's so much power just right there. I, you mentioned it a couple times, but pick, the art of picking up a pen and actually physically writing things, like not letting that go and just being a screen type warrior forever or a keyboard mm-hmm. warrior. I mean, writing, there's something there that that connects you to, again, materials, physical paper. Uh, there, There's a some type of spiritual connection there between the materials of this earth. You feel better and... And then, you know, using your mind to read and re, you know, digest those thoughts later. I mean, you, you sort of said like practice the art of writing it down, but again, then taking it in later, using your, your eyes and mind to, oh, wow, I was thinking that that one day. That's so interesting. Oh, I did do that this one day. And I've been writing takeaways from trips I do or things that I get to do for the first time, taking time to do that has been really meaningful then looking back, you know, a a year or two in the past and going, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I actually spent time writing that. That's so weird. That was me two years ago. And, And again, you don't get the same effect, I would argue, using a keyboard and Mm -hmm. a phone because phone stuff just seems so fake in the, like even photos on the phone I've been struggling with because it's like, it's I'm so easy to just be like, oh, I can just delete all that. <laughs> like I'm not really like it never happened. Yeah, like it's not as whereas if I have my I've been bringing my camera around, brought it to New York, I've been traveling with it, and just having it being like, no, I'm gonna carry a camera, I'm gonna look really nerdy, and I'm gonna load them all on my computer, and then be like, later on, I'm gonna say, wow, I'm so glad I did that. Look at all mm-hmm. of these photos I was able to get and keep huge so anything left to add on either the connect or the engagement side or ready to no. dive into our final i think we're ready to to go ahead and dive into the final i think that we've we've covered the connect and engaged really well i recommend for anybody we've we've covered a lot so far so please go back pause rewind do whatever you got to do to go through this a few times because this is these are things that John and I have collected over years of intentionally doing this. And so it's going to be a lot right up front. So before we get into this last one, oh. pause, go back. Like uh, just don't don't feel overwhelmed. You can do this. We we be able to do it, you can do it too. That's right. So let's dive into activity because at the end of it, this is all building up to 
one of the best things, and we sort of, we intentionally bookended this with two of the most important things for our bodies, which is rest, the sleep. That's the first thing, most important. But then a close second is activity. You know, what, how are we going to exercise our minds and bodies? And, and yes, I mean mind. Your neurological system is refreshed by exercise. It is another proven fact, scientifically backed, and I'll link some more Andrew Huberman, Huberman Lab content below to back up what I'm saying, but there is nothing better for your body than to, to reset your neurological system. And, and mm-hmm. we're talking about like when you're awake, and this is what I'm saying, Sean, when you're awake, there's more, you can do it when you're sleeping. You can be anxious, you can be scared, you can be fearful or be in a depressed state. But when you're awake, there's even a, more of an urge, I think, to be that way because you're not knocked out. And if you're inducing sleep, either by some form of alcohol or something, you know, again, you're not going to be, you're released at that point. You are, you are floating around. But being awake is one of, can be very hard for some people when you're in that sort of depressive mindset mm-hmm. and we had, we were just talking before the show how you know what is the best way to get out of that cycle of negativity it's got to be activity and it can be anything so pick pick something we have laid the framework over our past 45 episodes for various things you can do and that we enjoy doing you know that's the thing is this is we have a diverse portfolio at this point between Sean and I because again we've we have been doing this for for years and years and really focusing on it. What is it to do activities that I enjoy? But pick one thing if, if it's your first time and 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 start slow. I mean it's it doesn't have to be a, a full blown don't don't fall into the the this is the best Sean, right? The 20, the new year new me mentality and you Get that gym membership for, and you get it rolling for the first <laughs> month or two months, and you you got the special promo from uh, New Year's Eve, rock rock and roll, whatever that they they put out all that ads. It's it's sponsored by Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness is all over that mm-hmm. the New Year's Eve rock and Eve show, and because they get so many people to join, and then they fall out, they backslide within the. The first couple, and then and then they just let the they just let it keep going. Yeah, so my, like, I got to get back. My brother's girlfriend works at a gym, and she's only been there about six months. And so, I was talking with her. I was like, "What's it like in early January in a gym?" She goes, "It's crazy busy. There's so many people." And I was talking with my manager yesterday, and I was talking about how busy it was. And she goes, "Ah, don't worry about it. It'll die off in about four to six weeks." <laughs> Because there's just so many people that get really gung-ho and interested in it and then fall off because they went too hard. They got too into it. They set unrealistic goals and they couldn't sustain it. And that's something that we really wanted to touch on tonight. In the activity section, like John said, it can be anything. Little stuff, go for a walk, take the dog out, go for a bike ride, whatever it is. The intention is you have to set a goal and strategize to meet that goal for your week, your month, your year, whatever it is. Make sure you go into it intentionally. Don't just, oh, I'm just going to go get more exercise. Trust me, I've done that too many times. It will fail. You have to say, no, I am going to walk X amount of steps every day for the next week, or I'm going to go take the dog for a minimum of a two-mile walk every day. Mm. There are so many ways in which you can just easily say, I'm going to just walk around for an hour. I don't have to go anywhere. I can just go to the block, the next block and walk back and forth for an hour. Whatever it is, it's something getting you started. And, and hear me out, Sean. This is this isn't our big psychological one that I, I kind of look into, and I sort of think if people instead of going to the gym were to just get out into nature and sort of set their goal more around a more realistic human pattern, mm-hmm. it would go a lot better for them. This is my again, listeners. This is just my thought as a I like doing things. This has sort of been my ongoing thought to myself, Sean, over the last couple of years has been, okay, at the minimum, why don't I just start by saying, I'd like to do something for 15 minutes today. Mm-hmm. Not even set a mic, like 
it's not a mileage. It's not a, it, there's none of that like high level stuff where it's like, I've got to accomplish this other than just saying for 15 minutes, I want to engage my body Mm -hmm. 15 minutes a day and then take a day off or whatever. Again, you're the, you're the king of the castle. So you pick the way that you want to interact with it. But I've found that setting up more of like a time and or like a huge one for me, listeners, you're going to be like, John, it's only it's the first episode of 2023, but I've got to mention it. Get yourself a form of transportation that you enjoy and use it to get things done. This is what I mean about not making it a part of like, I've got to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I do things where it's like, okay, I've got my bag a backpack or whatever, I'm going to walk to the store today and grab those couple of things that I need to get. Yep. Not only am I doing, I'm, I'm not spending gas. So I, there's no, I don't care how long it's going to take me. I'm just going to go pick up the bar of soap that I need at the corner store. And because I need that now, there's always those things that you need, like middle of the week or end of the week. And you just went to the store. You, Oh, I forgot. Make it a fun little challenge for yourself. Get up, you know, maybe you have a bike. Most people have a bike. Get on that bike. Best thing, best thing ever. <laughs> I, I agree. And, you know, for me, I needed to go get cash because I was going to get my hair cut, right? I just I said, you know what? Instead of driving to the ATM, I'm just going to walk to the ATM. Those I little know. things are, are important. Or I know you, you're going to go to Trader Joe's, hop on your bike, take your bag, run to Trader Joe's, pick up some groceries. Instead of taking your car and making, you know, a big, hullabaloo about it of having to find somewhere to park and dealing with traffic like it's so much better sometimes to just walk or ride a bike or whatever it is it's there's so many ways in which you can fit activity into your day and i'm not we're, we're very clear we're not talking about activity like we're going to get a six-pack by the summer no we're talking <laughs> just doing something getting activity getting exercise it's it's so much easier than than a lot of people think it is yeah, and that's that's what I want the you listeners to take away is, is setting the expectation too high can be the detriment to you because it's re- like at the end of the day, again, this is another stat I heard on the Human Lab, but f- even 15, our bodies are so amazing, listeners. Yes, believe it or not, they do get impacted by alcohol. You get worse sleep. But the other amazing thing that happens is even getting up off the couch for 15 minutes a day is going to have real world effects, impacts. And I Mm -hmm. think people set the standard way too high, Sean. They're like, I need to be doing two hours of activity a day or nothing's going to happen. It's like, no, actually just even doing 15 minutes. And then what do you know? Like you feel a little bit better one day because naturally we have swings and mood. You know, today I'm going to do a 30 minute walk. Wow. (laughs) That's it. So there you go. You just like, you got a little bit more out of your activity that would have normally been 15 minutes mm-hmm. without any type of, it was just organic. And that has been the big thing for me. It's an organic, uh, interaction. Some days it's going to be this someday. Again, I do have my routines, but I just want to feel up uh, when I'm on vacation, Sean, I kind of just, whatever I, I feel like doing, I could run it like the middle of the night. I could run in the morning. I could run mm-hmm. in the middle of the day or, or, you know, various activity. I don't care, but it's more just like when I don't have the normal routine, I feel so unlocked. Yep. So I don't know what that kind of comes down to and what that is, but I think mainly it's when you're debt to the dads out there, to the moms out there you can be pretty locked down to the routine. So when you have those moments of freedom, that one, find them. Like whether it's the weekend or like I've had to find mine. I've had to fight for mine. My wife's doing the same thing. We, you got to help each other out. You got to help each other and encourage one another, part of the engaging and connecting, to let your significant other, your spouse, do the things that are you know are going to be good for them. Because they're mm-hmm. going to be more empowered and more engaged when they come home after they've, they've gotten theirs. Yep. Mom and dad tip out there. All right. I'm a parent too. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else to add there, Sean, Mr. Bennett? No, I think we've done 
a good job of covering it all. Um, if anyone had anything extra they want to add, please let us know. Um, we are going to continue working on this and maybe we'll break some some more spore specific episodes out uh, going over some of this stuff breaks in more detail. Breaks new ground. Yeah, breaks new ground. But yeah, just it is so much easier than people think to get out of your head, get into your your mind, your body, and it, just just do a little bit. I promise you will feel better. Love it, Sean. Well, let's let's definitely listeners let's get around Sean for his new docent certification coming his way. I want to see hundreds of comments and in, in the in the chat. And what when we close out the show, we just want to we want to thank you uh, for listening tonight and for taking time to start the year with us. We hope you got value out of this segment. We're gonna keep bringing you quality content here throughout 2023 so keep your dial tuned to the how to hobby platform this has been the how to hobby podcast and we hope you've enjoyed uh thank you for listening and until next time it's been the how to hobby podcast thank you for listening to another episode of the how to hobby podcast We hope you enjoyed what you've heard, and if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time, and wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.